That's Hebrews chapter 1. In the past, God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets at many times and in various ways. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his Son, whom he appointed heir of all things, and through whom also he made the universe. The Son is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. After he had provided purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty in heaven. So he became as much superior to the angels as the name he has inherited is superior to theirs. For to which of the angels did God ever say, You are my son, today I have become your father? Or again, I will be his father and he will be my son? And again... When God brings his firstborn into the world, he says, let all God's angels worship him. And speaking of the angels, he says, he makes his angels spirits and his servants flames of fire. But about the sun, he says, your throne, O God, will last forever and ever. The scepter of justice will be the scepter of your kingdom. You've loved righteousness and hated wickedness. Therefore, God, your God, has set you above your companions by anointing you with the oil of joy. He also says, in the beginning, Lord, you laid the foundations of the earth, and the heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish, but you remain. They will all wear out like a garment. You will roll them up like a robe, like a garment. They will be changed, but you remain the same and your years will never end. John chapter 1, beginning at verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life. And that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light, so that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision, or a husband's will, but born of God. The Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. Good morning, everyone. Happy Christmas. Isn't it lovely that it's Christmas Day, all that waiting, and we're finally here. Now, 
Who thinks Christmas is wonderful? Put your hand up if you think Christmas is great. There's a lot of hands up. That's very positive. What are some of the wonderful things about Christmas? Can anyone shout something out for me? Sam, you still want... Presents, yes, presents are wonderful, yes. Christmas dinner, yeah, looking forward to some turkey later. Anything else? Anyone else think of anything? Christmas pudding, yeah, I like a bit of Christmas pudding. Do you know, I thought some of you might say gifts, because, yeah, gifts are pretty cool, aren't they? And do you know, because it is more blessed to give than to receive, I'm going to give three of you the chance to be really blessed. I'm going to let you come up the front and give me a present. <laughs> It'll actually be really helpful for me because I'm going to get some presents later today and I'm not very good at saying thank you sometimes. So I thought you could help me practice. And if you come up, and then you can give me some feedback and we'll see how well I did. So are there three people who would like to come up? And do, would you like to come up? Yeah, Sam, you put your hand up. Thomas, yeah. Right, I have got a little helper. So you don't need to bring your own gifts. You come stand over here, guys. You've got something anyway. It's all right, I've provided my own gifts. So I dread to think what you've got for me, Sam. So. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely don't want that. Uh, right, I have got my own little helper who's going to bring a present out to you, but she's a little bit shy. She's called Little Elf. So could you guys call out for Little Elf to come out with a gift? Can you call out? She won't come out until you call out. Little Elf. Oh, it's Little Elf. Would you like to give the first present to Thomas? And Thomas, you can give me the first present. Oh, thank you, Dave. This is really good. Dave, you are so good. You definitely earned this present. Well done, Dave. Thanks. Right, how was that for a first one? Because I said thank you. Not good. Why? I said thank you. Oh, uh, it's, uh, okay, so I don't thank myself. Ah, right, okay. All right, well, let's try again. Where's, where's Little Elf? Little Elf! Little Elf! Oh, would you like to take the second present? Right, I'll do better this time. Oh, thank you, present. You are wonderful. I really like the look of you. You're going to be amazing. Thank you so much, present. Okay, I didn't thank myself this time. How did I get on? Bad again? Why? Thank the present. Ah, oh, so don't thank myself. Don't thank the present. Okay, don't thank myself. Don't thank the present. Okay. Little elf. Little elf. Oh. Sam, do you want to take that one? That is a big present. That is really big. Um, yeah, I don't actually want it, though. It's fine. You can keep it. I don't, yeah, it looks good for other people, but I'm not really interested. That's fine. How was that? Why? Oh, and I didn't take it either. Okay. Well, clearly this afternoon is going to be a little bit awkward, but thank you very much for your help, guys. If you'd like to go and sit down. Now, I'm sure that unlike me, you guys have impeccable manners, and I'm sure you always say thank you. And I'm sure that actually this afternoon, as soon as lunch is washed up, which I'm sure you'll be helping with, I'm sure you'll go out and get your finest stationery sets and start writing those thank you letters to your grandparents and aunts and uncles to say thank you very much for all the presents you sent me. I'm so grateful. And I'm sure you're also thinking, we're not like Dave. We always say thank you. But actually, the thing is, all of us, in different ways, do each one of those things when we're given gifts every single day. So 
The Bible tells us that every good thing that we have in life is a gift. The Bible says this, Don't be deceived, my dear brothers and sisters. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of heavenly lights. You see, every good thing that we have in life comes from God. Every single thing is a gift from him. And yet every day we do one of the things I did when I received those gifts when we're given them. So let's look at each one in turn. So what was the first one? Let's have the next slide. We thank ourselves. Okay, let me read that first verse again that I've just read. So it said, Don't be deceived, my dear brothers and sisters. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of heavenly lights. Why do you think it says, don't be deceived? I think it's because God knows that we like to think that all the good things in life are there because we earned them somehow that we deserve them because we're good and that we've saved for them. You know, we might look at our toys and think, I saved up my pocket money, I went to the shops and I bought that gift, it's mine. Or as we get older, we might look at our house and say, I got a job, I worked hard, I saved my pennies and I bought my house, it's mine. But are we really responsible for the good things that we have in life? Can we really say they're just there because of us? Do we really have as much control over our lives as we like to think that we do? Let me ask you a few questions. Did you decide where you would be born? Did you decide whether you would be born rich or poor or somewhere in the middle? Did you decide who your parents would be? Did you decide what they would teach you with right and wrong? Did you decide how much pocket money they would give you? Or if they would give you any pocket money at all? Did you decide how clever you would be or how healthy you would be? All these are things which we have no control over. And all these are things which contribute towards the good things which we end up with in our lives. The Bible tells us, doesn't it, that the good things we have in our lives are a gift from God. They're not things that we have earned, but they are things that have been given to us. <laughs> and we don't thank ourselves, we should be thanking the giver of the gifts. So what's the second one? The second one that I did was I thanked the gift, didn't I? Now that's a little bit strange, and you might be thinking, well, we definitely don't do that. But actually the truth is we probably do this one even more than the other one. Now every good gift that we have, where does it come from? From God. Someone said it. I did see a hand up as well. Uh, and he gives some absolutely amazing gifts, doesn't he? He gives us love, he gives us life, he gives us family, friends, possessions. The thing is that some of these gifts are so amazing that we actually value the things he gives us more than we value the one he gives it. We love the things he gives us more than we love him. And when we do that, we're doing what I did when I received that second present. We're thanking and valuing the gift more than the giver. Now, if we go to the next slide, can anyone tell me who wrote the book, uh, The Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe? Yes. C.S. Lewis. That's right. He actually wrote lots of other stuff as well. And he wrote a short article called Memoirs from a Toolshed. Now, it's quite a short thing. It's really worth having a look at. In it, he describes a time he was in a dark toolshed. And this dark tool shed has a little crack in the door. And through this crack, the sun shone on it, and a beam of light came shining through the tool shed. So you've got this beam of light going across the tool shed. 
There was a real contrast between the darkness and this light beam, and dust particles seemed to dance in the beam, and he was just really absorbed in how beautiful this thing was. And he got closer and closer to it, inspecting it, and then he stepped right into the beam. And in a moment, the entire picture that he'd seen before vanished. But then, as his eyes began to adjust to the change in light, a new picture started to emerge. His he, he now was no longer looking at the beam, he was looking up the beam. He was looking through the small crack in the door. And through it, he could see outside was a beautiful tree with leaves gently swaying in the wind. And then behind that was a beautiful blue sky. But behind that, still further away, millions and millions of miles away, was the sun burning in splendour. That was the source of this beam of light. That's where it had come from. Now, there is absolutely nothing wrong with enjoying the good things that God gives us. But don't stop there. Don't just look at the gifts, look up the gifts to see the source of those gifts. Recognise that if the gifts are good, then how much better must be the giver? Now I hope that each of you today has a moment where your heart feels full, when you really enjoy the good things that God has given you. But don't just stop there. Don't just enjoy the gifts. Look up the gifts to the giver and enjoy the one who gave them and recognise that true joy is not found in the things that he gives to us, but in God himself. That's where real joy can be found. So what was the third thing? The biggest gift of all. Now some of you here might be thinking this morning, well that's all good and well for other people. That's all good and well for people who have happy, functional families, people who have enough money, people who have a job that they don't hate, people who are healthy. I don't have any of those things. I'll tell you why I'm not thankful. It's because I've got nothing to be thankful for. But I want to remind you this morning that Christmas is not just, despite what the world says, it's not just about friends and family and gifts. It's about remembering the greatest gift that has ever and will ever be given. It's about remembering that God loved the world so much that he gave his son. It's about remembering that Jesus gave up the splendour of heaven for a cold, dark stable. And he did it to rescue his people. He did it because he loves us.